trip, trip, we gon' get a chop, chop. Yeah, yeah. When I say go, you don't stop, stop, stop. stop. You belong in a life, ain't spot. I right from the top, let it pipe down, nah, nah, nah. Everybody to the right, you thought. That's what I thought. You would thought, thought, thought. Hey. Hello. Hi. And welcome to an, yet again another episode of Theater Thoughts. Thoughts. Hey, I'm Ty Etherton. And I'm Kira Sweeney. We're two former theater kids now turned forever theater adults. Whether we like it or not. Talking about all things theater, education, and the performing arts. So let's get into some theater, theater thoughts. Thoughts. Thought it, thought it, thought it, thought it. Um, hey, everyone, we're alive. We're alive. <laughs> it's been a hot set. Yeah, sorry. We have been on a month long, actually probably longer than that hiatus. We've no, been busy girls. Yeah, it's been a six-week hiatus, but oh. it was an un um unplanned. Unplanned hiatus. But uh as you'll hear in the episode, it just sitting down and recording, she couldn't happen. <laughs> Unless you want to record us snoring asleep. Pretty much. Yeah. That's basically all we did. Yeah. I would come home and just like dissociate and not want to do anything after being at camp for eight to ten hours each day that was a lot if you were lucky it was eight to ten hours um <laughs> but before we jump into that it's now officially summer break for the two of us Ooh. what are you doing what does your summer break consist of um well i've got lots of family things the next couple of weeks i have a wedding and then i'm going to cape cod um, so just a lot of like fun stuff, but will still keep me pretty busy. So Cape Cod, talk me through this. Um, Cape Cod has, because cod is a fish. Is that, it's like yes. local fish? Uh, no, it is a place in Massachusetts for those of you who <laughs> do not know that it exists, I guess. Um, but my family has a family beach house there and I go... Uh, no, but like, years. is cod the national fish of Cape Cod? I don't know. Do you eat a lot of fish while you're there? I'm not a seafood person. Bye. Sorry. <laughs> Cancel like, me. Drag her. Every once in a while, but like, I do love a, I do love a lobster roll. Like, okay. I will be down for that. And like fried calamari. calamari. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love a fried calamari moment. You but got like, me, gal. But like if I were to like sit down and like order, you know, more a lot of people when you're on the East Coast, like will jump at the opportunity to eat seafood. My sister is one of those people. I am not like, oh, my God, I will die if I don't have like fresh crab on here. It's just like not right. my favorite thing. So the contenders to the table, please. Um, Lots of lots of like grilled stuff is what we end up making mm. like hot dogs sausages yeah it's a summer very summer yeah. foods yeah most excited to use the outdoor shower that's my favorite part of our house honestly yeah i love um, it it's so fun <laughs> so do you so i kind of so it's so funny we're we're opposite coast scout girlies but we're yes. we can meet in the middle is What's your stance on like sand? Cause like, I can't really eat at the beach. I just get really conscious about like sand. I oh, can't just like I'm... lay in the sand. Oh, I, I literally do not care. 
I, <laughs> said, I just, let me get in every cracking crevice, yeah, baby. I don't, I really don't care. Of course, like for several hours after you've been in the sand, you're like, okay, if I'm not going to go it's back out go. on the beach, I need a shower. You but know what like, the best feeling is, is that after all day in the beach, you take that shower indoor or outdoor, you choose your mm -hmm. preference, but then like putting like a fresh pair of clothes on and it's like the going out to eat look where you're just like, ah, oh, I've been at the beach all day. You kind of feel like reinvigorated. Yeah. Oh or yeah. After you've sat in the sun all day and you take a shower, you're just like, oh, I'm alive. I'm alive. Um, well, I hope you enjoy your travels to the cave. Thank you. I hope you enjoy Greeley. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll be headed to Greeley for three weeks um, to further my learning. Um, it'll be good. It'll go by fast. I'm not looking forward to, okay, I was just complaining about the heat like down here. There's something mm. about a Greeley summer that is terrible. Like, yeah, I just thankfully never had to like stay up there during the summer. I always escaped that. I would like, always yeah, come no, back. Like, I don't need to be here. End of July. Mm -hmm. For school stuff. For like school stuff. And because I was the um, uh, like welcome week coordinator for the campus, I had to be up like July 15th or something like that. But that's like its hottest time. And it's just terrible. And the little chirping bugs that are just like, eh, and it makes it sound like it's hot. I, like I bet the South, those of you listening from the South, like I bet you're like, shut the hell up. But. I won't. I well, I bet you you'll escape most of it because you're in class from what, like morning to five p.m. Yeah, every single so. like six days a week. So, slay, love it. Um, but before we take these really fun events, um, we have an episode to kind of recap the the six weeks that we've been gone, um, yeah. which have been camp. Right, we've talked to mm -hmm. you all before about um, yeah, what we, we did do a recap in the summer. We did a recap episode last year, I believe. Yeah. But something about this year was like exceptionally it was it was business as usual but like a lot of like things that we had never had to deal with before happened. Yes. Um and it's one of those things where like even a super well-oiled machine is going to have to have like pivots and adjustments. Yes. Every year, depending on, you know, various different factors or circumstances or whatever. And I think that was a big takeaway from, for me and you, I'm sure. Yeah. Of just being like, no matter how prepared we feel for something, you're always going to have to be, you know, flexible. That, that would truly was the name of the game this year. Mm -hmm. was flexibility so let's go through the basics so Kira yeah. and I uh in the month of June um direct slash choreograph slash oversee um a theater company from uh that of ages from kindergarten to um outgoing freshmen in college um and so this year for our older kids we did Footloose um, yeah. During the first two weeks of um, June. June. And then the we second actually two started weeks of end of May. That's true. It was like May 30th or something like that was yeah. the first day of camp. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's not even been a full month. No. But I feel dead. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. So we had from end of May into the uh, like June 10th, 12th, something like that. Um, and then uh, Newsies Junior kicked up for our younger kids. Um, and we did that the last two weeks all the way up until um, a couple days ago. So yeah. still alive, but I'm barely breathing. 
Um, Basically. And what were your big takeaways with the shows themselves? What did you see? What were some successes? How do you think the process went? Like, um, I think quality of show, and we say this every year. Yeah, I we just do. think they just keep getting better and better. I and think like, so. Um, I overall was like very impressed with with both groups of kids and their their work ethic yeah. and how, you know, uh, some, all things aside, how smooth the process went without, you know, all external unexpected factors aside, some of the smoothest processes yes. I think we've ever had. Which um, the, bring, the uh, older uh, kids, sorry. No, you're good. I was just Finish saying that- that made it, and we'll come back to this, that made for any of those pitfalls or any big problems that like came out of the blue because it was so streamlined. It it was great. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, the older kids were like so hungry to like do anything and everything. Yeah. I, I felt like it was as high of a level at, that we were operating at I think it was just a so go, go, go yes. that I never really, until we started running the show, realized like how fast we had done everything Yes, and like how smooth we yep. were able to like do that whole learning process of, you know, not as much choreography as Mamma Mia, but still a hell of a lot of dancing. Right. Um, I mean, it's the name of the and, game in the show. And, and lots of like, um, of smaller scenes. So a lot of our work was done simultaneously, even more so than in years past, I yeah, think. I where like I was working with a group of students and you were working with a group of students. And sometimes Colin was working with a group of students. And then we would just all be simultaneously working on different pieces of the show yeah. and then switch or bring everybody back together. Mm -hmm. And um I think like putting it all together happened the fastest that it's ever happened where like we were running the show the last day of that of week first one. week mm -hmm. yeah yeah and then with newsies i thought it was very similar in a different way because high school kids if you explicitly say hey we just want to crank this shit out can we do it great awesome jump on board and they absolutely did with kids, there's so many differences. There have been kids that have been in a hundred shows and kids that this is their first show and it's either at school or professional or whatever. There's so many of these different levels. But what I saw with the younger kids is that you were very clear in your expectations um, when it came to blocking the show and getting things done. And 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 that was, you know, you and I and, and all of the rest of the staff we really hold ourselves to our, you know, those expectations, you know, but when things fall short, right, it, it's never, we never really explicitly say it to the kids, but I keep in mind, like, I keep thinking about how we had 75 kindergartners through eighth graders, and you would sometimes be like, I just need to block stuff. And that involves kind of everyone at different places. So everyone needs to sit here in this terribly acoustic sounding room where echoes of even a whisper are caught and everyone needs to be quiet. And we need to add this and this and this and this piece. And there was so much success in that. I was blown away with the fact that kids could sit there for an hour, an hour and a half, even up to two hours and be interested. And all the kids, even if they weren't in that scene, they had their scripts open and they were reading where we 
were they were looking at the other actors um there were a lot of a lot of the older standout kids that really took this process and really um worked hard and all of that i saw the little kids looking up to them and watching that process and that was very cool to see so i agree with you streamline processes well and and i think different than in years past like the show was entertainment enough in and of itself like in years prior we had had to play more games with the kids or like yep. sitting and just watching yes. or like planning out blocking with everyone yes. was just logistically not sound mm -hmm. but this year they were genuinely so interested in the show and in the process that that was entertainment enough for yeah. them i think there was only like two instances where we were like hey guys we're gonna pull you and we're gonna play a game so that someone can yep. get something done but like that used to be the go-to yep I which agree. I think is is so cool. And I just kept telling people like the amount of kids that we have here that genuinely want to be here because they love theater, I think was the most that we've ever had. It wasn't just kids yeah. being here because it's like something that they, you know, is going to keep them busy or they, you know, need to do in order to have parents get whatever done. It was like a lot of kids who were like, I'm here because I want to be in this show, Yep. which yeah. even for the littles. And that is so cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um. Okay. Yeah. Question. You directed yes. Newsies. Yes. If you can pinpoint right now, I'm putting you on the spot, one particular moment in the show, not in the process, just seeing up on stage that every time yeah. you were like, oh, yes. What is that moment? What was that standout moment? Oh, the world you? will know. That one was so fun. And they learned that pretty early on. And every single time they just like were having so much fun. Yeah. And, and that is like such a pivotal song in the show in terms of like projecting everyone into the like if you're thinking about getting super nerdy here for a second if you're thinking about like plot structure like carrying the banner is your exposition and yep. then you start getting into like introducing you know new characters mm -hmm. and like how does this world work and then the second you get to world will know when they're like hey we don't like that this is happening we're the gonna conflict. strike yeah. That is where that real conflict starts to yep. play in and you're projected, you know, propelled into the the climax of the show. So yeah. I, I don't know what about that song I just loved. And Delaney's choreography, shout out to her, was just yeah. exceptional. I and the kids really loved that one. Um, and so for me, every single time I watched that song, I was like, this, I love this. This is so cool. They're so like empowered. And I think that that was um, not just... In, in two ways, they were empowered as performers because they, mm -hmm. you know, really were, f you know, feeling the movement and the the music and they you could tell that they were like really in it. And because they were really in it thematically, storyline wise, it was also really powerful, which is super cool. And the thing is, is that and and we've I think we've talked about MTI's junior ver versions of shows. Mm -hmm. This does a really nice job of carrying the structure of Newsies in a way mm -hmm. where it's not lost on kids as to what feeling or what emotion they're supposed to be feeling. Even before you said, hey, you're feeling this way or Colin said, hey, while you're singing, you're feeling this way. Like the kids understood knew. that in that song, this is the emotion that they're supposed to be feeling because the the dialogue right before that song made it clear. The lyrics in the song themselves made it really clear. So it was really easy them to connect to it really early on and then just deepen that understanding and deepen that intensity um, until show week. Yeah, I yeah. really like that part. What about you for Footloose? 
Um, for Footloose, um, the one that so I have one and a half because my standout was um learning to be silent, which is the three lead women's you know protagonists um their song and it was just stunning the way that um i i had originally blocked it just to do a couple things and it, it ended up looking cool but you match that with the energy each of them gave in that song and then shout out to our tech director kayla she created I think one of the most beautiful lighting designs for that song that I have ever seen her do. Um, and it just really made it um, so much deeper. But then as I was thinking about what standout moment I was really thinking of, um, I thought of the act two opener still rocking in which everyone is on stage and that could look so crunchy with all of these people, but the way the choreography that you created um, was was not simple by any means, but it was simplistic enough for anybody of any level to really narrow down on what the move was. Um, and it was a lot of bouncing on stage, but they really quieted their feet and just the exposition in that, um, or the, you know, the conflict in that song, um, and in that it, it's, it welcomed everyone back from intermission in such a powerful, cool way. Um, and as someone who, had never seen Still Rockin' because the one live performance of Footloose I saw, it was not there. I only knew it through the song. I only th knew it through you really hyping it up of being like, yeah, this song slaps. And it definitely showed up and showed out during the show. Yeah. And I was like, this kills. So, um, hey, before we get into uh, more success and obviously a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, problems that arose in uh how we did it and and a way to kind of let all listeners know that, hey, when the going gets tough, there's plenty of different ways to solve it and figure it out. And hopefully some of our um, experiences can help you. Let's go ahead and take a break and then we'll get into all of that. back recapping the last 28 days of our life which really feels like a year being on the where we have to keep also have to keep in mind we're currently in the hibernation era after camp where it's like oh my goodness this is the first day where i kind of get to breathe <laughs> and do simple things like laundry, laundry. and <laughs> grocery shopping i love you this morning i was talking to you this morning and you go uh i did one emergency load of laundry <laughs> during camp but now it's like all the other stuff that i've said okay when camp's over i'll get to and it's just this <laughs> mount um what mount crumpus is that what's the straight Grinch? up yeah that is with a little Dump point yeah. And crumpet <laughs> yeah it was um, it was a it was a mountain for it, sure tea. it was overflowing <laughs> yeah mine's currently drying right now um and i'm just like wow i was looking for that shirt but it was on the bottom <laughs> of this in my uh, giant yeah. pile yeah um okay so we talked about a really like a general overall scope of our summer um with our two productions eight kids ranging in age from six to 19 really um but there's a lot that goes into making sure all of this stuff gets navigated um and so do you mind explaining like 
because we do a full production in two weeks, how does that routine or how do the procedures of everyday kind of look like? And how can we streamline this? We may have talked about this before on the podcast, but this is a really good reminder or a really good introduction to people of if you're trying to streamline a rehearsal process, I think that I can say biasedly and also unbiasedly, the way that we run our camps is a really good streamline of mm. how do they get everything that we need to do in really in one day throughout two weeks. So how does that break down? Well, in your eyes? I think it's really interesting because we typically go in with like a specific schedule, but a lot of this year was like, okay, let's figure out, you know, generally here are the goals for the day. Right. Let's reevaluate halfway through the day and figure out what else we can do or what, you know, if we need more time on this. Exactly. So I think like in terms of like a schedule outline, but also flexibility, I think this was one of the most like, uh, you know, kind of tackle the beast as we go yep. type of years that we have had where it's like, okay, Hey, what do we want to do today? Let's, you know, prioritize this and then keep, you know, adjusting from there. Yeah. And we lucked out, um, because, and, and that's a really good process, right. Of, of, well, Hey, we have to get everything done as soon as possible. And then we can start running the shows. Um, and I want to shout out, someone who is absolutely instrumental to making sure that we're covering each and every piece of the entire show. And that is our stage manager, Red. Um, mm -hmm. One of her favorite things, and then it became my favorite thing, um, specifically during Footloose, right? Because I was just directing and was kind of going through that process with her, um, was she had a checklist of everything that needs to get blocked, everything that needs to get choreographed, every song that needs to be worked with Colin, our music director. And then once it was done, she would check it off and it would like turn green. And so there would be days where you would be like, I only need five people. And I would turn to her and she'd be like, great. If you take out those five people, you could get this person's stuff done. Then take these three people, then do this, then do this. Oh, Colin's still here. Why don't you go ask him if he can run this song with this? And she was really good at being like, listen, if I'm we're gonna not going to have a schedule for you schedule, right yeah, now, if we're not going to mm -hmm. have a set schedule and, and it doesn't have to come off very, you know, I, I said it in a very like aggressive, you know, do this, do this, do this. But it was really like sitting there looking and she, we would like look at two kids and she'd be like, Hey, those two kids have a four page scene. Do you just want to block it? And sometimes we would block it in the hallway. It wouldn't be in a classroom or on stage mm -hmm. or in the black box. It would be in the hallway where we were like, okay, we'll just block this right now. Great. You come yeah. in this way, you read this line, you do this, and then you walk out and it would take sometimes five minutes, but then she'd go, Hey, I get to check this green. And that, that's, yeah. that's really great. But I think having the schedule, you and I both base our stuff, not only as directors, but then we touch base with our choreographers of like, what are the behemoth things, right? Mm -hmm. Usually it's beginning of show introductory. That exposition song is usually mm -hmm. a really intense process that we like to crank out right at the beginning, because usually everyone's involved. It usually has a lot of dialogue into um, choreography, into solos, duets, group stuff. Um, and so we like starting with that. And then do you tend to funnel down as well? It's just like, okay, what takes less people? What takes less people? Mm -hmm. Do you like going yeah. chronologically? I prefer going chronologically. It just helps my brain right. like to see the show beginning to end. But like, sometimes you're like, okay, our finale is 
so freaking long. Right. We're going to have to do that before we do this other thing. But I think we ended right. up doing the finale chronologically. I think that was one of the last things I taught. Yeah, um, I think so too. But um, typically our day, we start at 8 a.m. For the older kids, it's 8 to 5. For the younger kids, it's 8 to 3. Um, we uh, typically start with a warm-up, physical, vocal, games for the little kids um and then really just start hitting the ground running 8 39 o'clock uh i think sometimes during footloose we were like okay 15 minutes to warm up let's start choreography before we break for music rehearsal and then we'll keep rolling after that um but typically around 9 to 11 we'd have a music rehearsal hammer out whatever was needed that day in there um and then typically prioritizing group numbers yeah. so that you have all choral parts learning simultaneously and then figuring out later in the week a time for um you know individual solos duets trios whatever else to rehearse with our music director um you know either at another time or having a smaller music rehearsal uh kind of depended and then Typically, um, with the younger kids, we would break for lunch then, have a little bit of an earlier lunch, give them some time to run around, uh, get some energy up before we had a packed afternoon of a lot of stuff. Um, but for the older kids, we'd pretty much do like an hour and a half to two hours of choreography before lunch. Yep. And then pretty much same thing after lunch, yeah. hour to two Those hours Those first couple of days, it's dance um, only. Yeah. We got to get and then, that stuff done. And then kind of going into blocking or, you know, showcase or whatever else in that latter half of the afternoon. Um, but typical goal is to have everything done by the last day of the first week. At so least you've got the five kids. days. Yeah. But we prioritize that with this. And usually in years past, this year, I think it was very on par with like years past for the younger kids camp where it's like everything, but basically the last scene or the finale yeah. is done. I had like tw- 15 to 20 pages left for right. that, that first Monday, which you cranked we, out in, in the hours. morning of that day. Yeah. 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 Um, I think something to keep in mind that's also really cool, and we luck out with our incredible space and our amazing technical directors, is something that we do is we luck out. Our space has a choir room where kids are learning music, um, and then we also are in a performing arts complex where they have a black box theater that kind of spans roughly, you know, 85, 90% of what the stage is actually set as. And so we rehearse in there for basically the entire first or the week. cafeteria or we the, cafeteria, in the right. cafeteria but its purpose is so that way the technicians have an unbothered uh, uh independent space to build on the stage have all of their materials on there they don't have to clean up every single day to make it perfect for actors to be on. like they stretch themselves out and then that in turn gets the sets and and everything that we'll be using built faster and 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 we really luck out our our technical director uh kayla does an awesome job of even in the black box she'll tape out what the set is going to look like so it's not like it's completely new if we're like mm-hmm. hey you're standing in that square that's actually a four-foot platform like remember that you're gonna have to have time to get up there or get down or you mm-hmm. can't be on that or oh that's the pit like please be mindful of that and and so we really luck out with that benefit well too, and we're very we're fortunate 
that we have two tech directors because yeah. the second half, uh, the first half of Newsies, Kayla was out sick the entire time. Right. And that could have very easily have put us like way behind in terms yep. of not having a set and having to continue to push out using the stage. But our other tech director, James, was able to still do the build, still get everything pretty much done. So, you know, by Monday of the second week, just like with Footloose, I think we might have even started using it earlier with Footloose. But like both have. sets within yeah. like four or five days were basically done with the, the exception of like detailed paint work or other, you know, right. like set dressings or like small things. But like both of them were cranked out in like five days, like you were saying, and, and, and we're able technical... to get on there and, and start working with the set, you know, almost usually typically for our first run through, I think for both shows, which is like huge. Yeah. And our tech kids, because kids of all ages can be a part of our, our tech program. And, and even though Newsies is a younger kids camp for actors, we can still have older kids be a part of it. Um, but this year, probably out of every year that we had, we had the most no in terms of numbers for each tech group where it was like four or five or six, which doesn't sound like a lot, but, but they're doing everything. And also we had the most skilled technicians that mm -hmm. have done a lot of tech experience before and wanted to do tech in the summer. Yeah. And yeah. so we left out. Yeah. And it was awesome because then we had kids, you know, running mics or running light cues right. or whatever, like in addition to our, you know, support of our, of our tech staff, but they were done by the end of the week. We were done by the end of the week. And then week two with both shows, it was pretty much add new stuff every day while simultaneously continuing to run the show to get, you know, that's really what we do is we yes. just start running it for consistency for, um, you know, with a day of cleaning in there somewhere right. to, to watch it and then say, Oh, okay. Maybe this number needs a little bit of help. Let's do a cleaning rehearsal. Um, but pretty much every single day after that, it's like add new stuff. Well, yeah, cool. it's a, I mean, we don't have like a set tech rehearsal. Um, it is, you know, Hey, we, so week two, we can usually get two runs of the show in every single day. And so basically we look at our tech directors and our technicians and we say, okay, this one's going to be about, you know, set changes, set pieces, spiking stuff in the morning. And then in the afternoon, making sure all the props are here. And then we talk to our costume designer and we say, okay, tomorrow morning, we're going to do a costume run. So you can see what looks good, what's missed, what the kids need. And then in the afternoon, they don't need to worry about that because we're lighting the show. And so the show's being lit. It's not like we're doing a cue to cue with lighting. Our technical directors, they will sit there and watch the show and simultaneously why the show is going on. They're figuring out the lighting cues for all of this, which is so crazy. Then we add microphones. Then we add, you know, um, sound effects. And then for the older show, we add the pit. Every rehearsal requires something new. Um, and that's kind of cool. I mean, it really, it, it uh, shrinks down like a normal, uh, like, uh, like rehearsal process for let's say like a school because you're not doing two or three costume runs before you add microphones you're doing a costume run and great now that you're in costumes put a microphone there and we're focused <laughs> on that because we saw yeah. the run we figured out and we have enough eyes as a staff like we're able to take a look at lighting and, and set pieces and and all of these things together to really catch all of the little pitfalls of all of adding these new instruments to everything um, within one run of a show, if not Absolutely. two, if not in one yeah. day, right? Yeah. So then Friday, 
our last day, opening night, our show day is still a normal camp day. Mm -hmm. And the purpose of that is to do one final run. Sometimes we'll do photos um, in the morning or take care of that. And then what does the afternoon look like? Because we're only doing one, one run. We're not doing two. Um, for the older kids, lots of like relaxation. Um, we just like let them, um, you know, kind of have like a long extended lunch. Um, and then we typically do like an afternoon, like movie session where we, a lot of the shows that we do have a movie. We've been very fortunate. (laughs) So we'll like, you know, put on the movie and they can relax. Some kids take a nap. Um, that would have been me. It really, it really just depends on like what they need that day. And then, you know, at about four 30, we start, you know, eating lunch, not lunch, eating dinner. Um, and then they start getting ready kind of around five, five 30 so that we can be ready to open the house at, at six 34 show at seven. And then Saturday they come Saturday is like a normal Saturday that you would see matinee. at like a school, mm-hmm. right. Where we have a matinee and a night performance. Everyone stays in between those times. Usually there's not a lot of time. It's usually like a 30 minute, just like, Hey, clean up your stuff. Right. Um, we'll talk about this in the next segment, but in between that time, I'm usually the one that's like, okay, you should go clean up your area because the show is over after this run. And, and for the older kids, it's, Hey, anything footloose related has to be out of here tonight because Monday morning newsies mm-hmm. start. Right. And then a couple of nights ago when newsies was closing, it was okay. Everything needs to get taken out of the dressing rooms. Cause we need to clean those up and those have to be shut down and be done for the summer. Right. And so we really look at all of that. The um, little kids also we do a camp lip sync battle every year because they tend oh, to have yeah. a little bit more time because their show is a little shorter. So that's always a big hit. We've done it like every year for the past four years. And it's always for those like reoccurring campers is something that they like know yes. and start like, you know, getting people excited for. Um, so that's always like a really fun way to celebrate like all the hard work from the week is to give yes. them some time to be creative. And they come up with some really cool stuff. Yeah, um, I would say the only in like downside, an hour. right? The only yeah. downside to lip sync battles is that they get absolutely demolished when we do ours, yeah. because we <laughs> enter in as well and destroy. Yeah. This year there were wigs, there were boots, yeah. there were skirts. We upped the Annie. We were like, okay, production value. Like right. if we're gonna, if we know that this is something that we've done and we do successfully, how can we? How can we amp up it up? up? What do you want? What do the kids want to see? Um, Hey, when we come back, we'll finally talk about some of the big heavy hitters that kind of put a chink in the armor um, this year. But nevertheless, she persisted um, Mm -hmm. and we still had a successful uh, summer. So we'll talk about those when we come back. summer 2023 yeah. the age of rebellion both footloose and news um, you like connecting facts. the two and you know what our next season is literally all connected too they all have a book in them like a specific book yeah the burn book sick? yeah books in matilda in matilda and then based on a book and then based on books 
Susical. Wow. Yeah. I know. We're really just... like telling you. Okay. Like the, here's like, my idea branding. for the lobby. I know we're already thinking about, mm-hmm. I'm already thinking about lobby decoration. We go buy like some old cheap books from like the thrift store and rip out a bunch of pages and do like string books. That'd like, be so cute. Just like hanging. And they're just like string, like paper. We always get ahead of ourselves. We're That's like, true. we literally just, cl- so do the kids though. The amount of oh, kids yeah. that were like, so for next year. And I was like, whoa, we haven't even opened this show, guys. Right. Like, <laughs> You're like I need to take a breather. <laughs> let's, let's open this one first. But like, no, in terms of like, thematically, both shows were very on brand with one another. Yeah. Strong leading men this year. Yeah. Which was cool, which was really awesome. And that we um, had the men to do that was also another yes. big feat. Oh, yeah. yeah. When we picked Newsies, uh, both of us were kind of like, well, I don't know. if It's one of those like, um, shoot, what's that movie? If you build it, they will come. Yes. It's like a Noah's Ark. It's Evan a, Almighty. Oh, my gosh. It's a sports movie. Feel oh, the Dreams. Feel the Dreams. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Got it was there. a totally it was a totally field of dreams moment where we're like, okay, well, if we pick newsies, they will the boys will come. They and we also show, were like, hey, it's a junior show. Like a lot of the lead newsies, we were like, we basically only need one boy. And we knew Theodore we had- was coming back and he was six years old. So we were like, at worst, he could play. But oh my goodness, a majority of the roles that we thought were gonna have to be played by girls were played we by boys. We had the boys to fill them. Yes, yeah, which, which was, was super, super cool. cool. Um the I lost my other other thought, but it'll I'm sure come back to me. Oh no, I was gonna ask you, what was your favorite spirit day this year? So oh, we in do case you didn't know, days. yeah, yes, this is like always been my one of my favorite things is you know how do you make theater camp more theater or more camp as well? Spirit days every day has a theme. It's I think you know just as much for the kids as it is for us selfishly. Absolutely, <laughs> but um. I think my favorite spirit yeah, day this me. year was wig loose. I was going to say wig loose. That one was funny. I also liked Western Wednesday only through my own personal redemption arc because I got sick when we went to Nashville and mm-hmm. I wasn't able to wear like my decked out cowboy from head to toe look. And so yeah. Western Wednesday really allowed me to like show like, off. This is what the loop finally... would have been. And like, <laughs> you just knew I would have stunting on you, all y'all bitches. Like in yeah. Nashville, but I did it at camp. So spirit yeah. days are really fun too. And the kids always look forward to them. Even the mm-hmm. older kids are all, you know, the older kids have more wit and they definitely go like hard, but even the little kids don't discredit them. They oh, are going they show hard up and as show well. Out. Yeah. Karen, Karen made a reappearance. I love when we have I reoccurring characters. <laughs> Was that for influencer day? Was Karen yeah. the influencer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is yeah. an influencer. Um, Okay, so I love that we can even a day after the whole process find all the joy in it because it really, really is a joyous process. Oh, it is. It is exhausted. Um, I'm gonna. My mother's gonna love this. I'm gonna Brene Brown for a second. Like the marble analogy that she uses. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I know. Like almost every single day at camp is a marble in the jar. Yeah, right. Absolutely. We had very few things that happened that took a marble out of our jar. Like for the most part, everything was filling us up. Um, and even when, you know, marbles got taken out because, you know, kids got sick or, um, you know, we had an unexpected injury or like all of these different things, we, I think still were able to find the, the light and the joy in what we do, even with all these like extraneous circumstances. Yeah. 
that we're so let's talk about removing marbles for a second let me be pessimistic (laughs) and we had a really streamlined process this year we felt very well oiled in our staff in our schedule in what we needed to get done and i think that was executed very well and i'm very proud Mm -hmm. of each and every one of the staff members in recognizing that like we got a plow through and do this and get it done. And I think it did do that in which we were able to get stuff done more sooner than anticipated and whatnot. Um, Using that point, I think when things, unexpected things happened because we were so streamlined in what needed to get done big picture wise, we were able to um, take a step back. And I think the first time we truly saw that uh, was the Wednesday, two days, 48 hours um, before we opened Footloose. Would you like mm-hmm. to set the scene? Sure. Um, we'll name drop because I'm sure he will listen. He's totally fine with it. I, this he, isn't a Yeah, bruise. he is so fine with us sharing the story. Um, we are second run through of our uh wednesday day i think we people are added... in costumes people are in people lights. are in costumes is there we a microphone on him full lighting um there might have been a microphone no, on him. i know there were there we was no did one. do a microphone run that morning though but the so microphone no we didn't thank and thank god um so we are three numbers in yeah it's we only did like the 15 big minutes opener. in the show we did this is Yes. Yeah. I think this is the third song in the show. It is, yeah. Um, and the character's big solo. So our lead, our Ren, um, his name is Maddox, was uh doing Ren's big like solo song, I Can't Stand Still. And which is um, all about moving and grooving and showing yes. off. It's supposed to be ridiculous because he's over dancing and all of the kids on stage that are high schoolers in Beaumont where dancing is outlawed are like, oh my goodness, what, what is that? What is he doing? Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. the T for the song. Um, And uh, th- we get to the end of the song and I had given him a note about like putting a bigger pin in the end in terms of like, you know, having like some big ending like pose or thing that he did. And um, he uh, literally hitting like the last note of the song, like goes into a lunge and then Mm. tries to get out of the lunge and um, come to find, I'm trying to figure out how to best explain what happens. One thing leads to another. And he ends up on the ground, screaming in pain, like yelling. Now, the I F want word. to. Well, yes. Well, it wasn't the F word to start. So the character right there is saying, "Oh no, no, no! Oh no, no, no!" Like he's singing, yeah. "Oh no, no, no!" And then immediately, Maddox is still saying no, but he's just screaming it at this point. And yeah. then the expletives come. Expletives come. Yeah. From that, and all of us for a second like froze. For maybe a second and a half. Yeah. And then the minute like, that we what saw- What is well, going on? And students Because yeah, it happened so fast. Students on and stage was, were doing the same thing. Yeah. Everyone kind of froze. And then the like intensity of the screaming built. And we were like, oh shit, he's yeah. hurt. Everyone right. jumped into action. Um, a bunch of us sprinted up to the stage. He was laying on the ground. We cleared the to stage. find out. 
Yeah, we cleared the stage, sent all the kids off stage. Come to find out, he dislocated his knee. Right. You could see it yeah. literally on in the his side jeans. of his. Yeah. Ooh. Who? Yeah. He... You could see it on the side. And so we, you know, did our best to calm him down, to uh, get him off the ground, to um, call his mom. And then once mom arrived, we called the paramedics. And you and I, as soon as the paramedics arrived, went to meet them at the front door. And so, this like, is half my of favorite. Them, yes. Half of them. So, half of them were able to go through the. Because Maddox was literally on the stage. He was still. on stage. So, half of them were still able in to costume. Go yes. The lighting was still on. <laughs> the lights were still on. So, half of the paramedics were able to go up on, on the stage via stairs, but there was also a gurney. And um, so the two of us, so the two of us are leading the people on the gurney or with the gurney back behind the stage where there's no stairs, so they don't have to lift it. Yeah. And then, literally, as soon as we round the corner, we get on stage with the gurney, and they like turn to us and they're like, they just put Maddox's knee in place. And well, I remember him being like, ow, ow, this hurts, this hurts, ow. And then he was like, wait, that feels better. (laughs) I mean, it was still heavily swollen. Yeah, but yeah. The in the, the time EMT it took us like, to get to the front door from the front door to the to the stage with the gurney, it was already back in place, which was like ridiculously fast. And like, shout out to those EMTs; they were amazing. They were so kind. They were so, and they were kind of hot. And they so. were kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> they were kind of sexy. Which uh, I was wearing sweat shorts and cowboy boots. And when we called the EMTs, I knew that EMTs are typically attractive. So I said, I need to put my jeans back on because this was Western Wednesday. It was, it was in my full get up. And I said, oh no, not these men. Yeah. These men see me. Um, so that was, but here's the deal. So Maddox went to um just like the an urgent hospital. care. Or no, he it went might to have been hospital. That's right. Um, yeah. and they were basically like, we're gonna run an x-ray. They run an x-ray. Nothing else, like when you dislocate your knee, some a million things could go wrong with like how it dislocated, Apparently, what nerves it pulled on. The EMT said it's one of the most painful things you can undergo. Yeah. And I said, but oh. nothing ba- extra tore. besides a dislocation happened. Nothing tore, nothing was struck, none of that. Um, so then it just became a swollen thing. And the coolest thing ever is that was at like 2 p.m. on Wednesday. 8 a.m. on Thursday, Maddox is there on crutches, ready to go. And so then because- The first show he did in the wheelchair. In a wheelchair. And shout out to Red again, because she pushed him around around. and made sure he got where he needed to be. But then, yeah, later that afternoon, he was up on his feet as best as he could. And because we had already done costumes and lighting and microphones and props and all of that, like that morning, we were able to reblock the couple of things that like- he absolutely couldn't do, but the majority of that day was just focused on making sure that everything he was doing was safe and worked mm-hmm. out for him and made everything. And it, it was, worked. We were able to basic, focus on it. It was basically business as usual yeah. with the exception of a few things. Yes. Right. I agree. Like you said, the last thing up, you know, up until the, the incident with the injury, the last thing we had to had to add in was the pit. And so we were able to do two runs of the show with the pit 
with Maddox still doing everything he could as best as he could or as in as safe as he could, yeah. you know, making sure that we were keeping him medicated and keeping the knee iced and like keeping everything safe and everything good, but also still making sure that he felt like he could perform at his best level in that moment. Um, I, I think it just, you know, as, as hard as that could have been, we, and, and huge props to Maddox, huge yes. props to Red, huge yeah. props to literally everyone involved, all of the other kids for supporting everyone through right. that process, yes. for supporting Maddox through that process, for giving him love and, you know, attention when he needed it or space yes. when he needed it, right? Yes. Um, the, I think it, with how traumatizing that incident was for everyone involved, because it was so unexpected and it was so clear that he was in pain. And I know for us and for Maddox, we did, we all did grieve for a moment because he had yeah, been absolutely. working his butt off. Well, and he was, he, at, been, when he was in tears and he was just all like, I just ruined it for everyone. And I worked and we so like, hard. No, and we were just all like, first off, don't say this is anything on us. But then there was a part of me that was all like, but he, this, you know, was this was a dream role the, for him. Yeah. And the best we had ever seen him, you know, we have seen mm -hmm. him grow and he's been in some pretty, you know, distinct roles throughout history of us working with him. But this was his biggest and baddest thing that he had done with to us date. to date yeah. and still absolutely destroyed the performances in the best way possible. Yeah. What he couldn't give a hundred percent physically he was able to apply that into the other areas where he could vocally sounded freaking yeah. phenomenal acting was like kept getting better and better every single day he well, did it. And I've got to call BS on the fact that he was like, I'm physically limited. Like, yeah, you are, you're on crutches, but while he wasn't using his legs, any of the energy he was directing towards his legs moved to his hips. And I saw his hips moving <laughs> more than I had ever had before the injury. Like he directed and was like, oh, I can't dance with my he feet. Said, oh, I'm going to dance okay. with my hips. Shakira. And I was like, shake it, baby. <laughs> like, get your life, baby. So ultimately yeah. that whole story... That was our biggest, biggest hiccup this summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and and I think you, you really reiterated it the day that it happened and the following day, like everyone like sprung into action and knew exactly where they could be most helpful. Yeah. Um, and you know, like where some people don't necessarily do super well with injuries or being the comforting person, like me, it's me, me. And, <laughs> I'm me and my sister had have no problems being that person we're very used to being that person um so for the two of us that was like a super easy natural transition to be like okay i have to be the like grounded unemotional right. supportive one in this moment and then you know like you and a couple of other people were dealing with the logistics like calling mom and calling the paramedics and like all the other right. factors it and then all of the kids like as much as they wanted to see maddox and as shaken as they all were we're they so knew. respectful yeah. of the boundaries that we had to set in that moment to be like, hey, you cannot go on stage right now. Yeah. You'd be in your dressing room. And every single one of them were in the dressing room. And I made a joke after Maddox had gone home that day that I said, wow, that was the quickest and quietest we'd ever had to tell you to get off stage. Could you maybe, I don't know, take that into practice and use that during the shows? Because you got off so, like, I don't even remember them disappearing. Like, I just remember Same. we were like, okay, go to your dressing room, go. And they like ran and yeah. quietly. 
Yeah. And I was just all like, whoa. So shout out to everybody that was involved in that process because you yeah. absolutely do it. But yeah. And shout that out to was Maddox, not the end. Who is still healing, but is, is he looks good. Know, he we looks really good when I just ago. saw him at Newsies. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Newsies, did anything reminiscent of Maddox happen? <laughs> one, if one, if one dislocated knee wasn't enough, two was We're gonna really give you two. just like, yeah, it was a two for one. Well, okay, not that so we wanted was, it to be a buy one, get one no, free. This but... was not a buy one, get one free moment. But so in this instance, it didn't happen on stage. It was happening no. during lunch, little kids. And, and he's a seventh grader, but still a 12 year old boy likes to run around after they eat, play on the playground. Uh, I believe they were playing basketball when it they happened. They were playing basketball. Um, yeah. And he hurt himself and he finished out the day just like sitting and was like, yeah, I popped it back into place. He unfortunately, not unfortunately, but also fortunately was like, like yeah, it's I've a dislocated knee. I've just hit my knee seven other times. Yeah. He was like, okay. He put it back in himself. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. yeah. And then, then he was on crutches the rest of the, the rest of the show. Except I... It like seventh grade boy, so crazy to me that like he would even think about this was like, Miss Kira, I can be mostly mobile in act one. I have because he has a cart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So he, this was like a uh, Thursday afternoon. He was like, so I'm thinking about the show tomorrow. Here is my thoughts, Miss Kira. He goes, I can lean on the cart and like, I can, I can put very minimal pressure on my le leg with the knee while I'm, you know, putting most of my weight on the cart. And then act two, once I get into the fight with the newsies, I can be on crutches because motivationally character wise, that works better. And I was like, sure. If that's what you want to do, as long like, as it's done safe, go we for it, baby. You do the crutches the whole time. That was not a concern of mine at all. But to him, he wanted that justification. He wanted, he wanted to, to like, feel, you know, it fit into the story that he was on crutches. Yeah. yeah it was so cute him. and like so smart. And yeah, both of them are still, you know, in recovery and we're, you know, both sending both of them well wishes. And I hope I never have to deal with another dislocated knee on stage again. No. So if okay, not, though, we know what to do. We know what to do. We have the protocol. And, so and the show's going to still be great either way. You know, well, so that was what my next question was, you know, wrapping kind of all of this up of, you know, there were behavior things in between, you know, uh, people off task, drama between kids, um, you know, all of those standard things that we would view as like, oh, this is the big deal this year. But you take those other big injuries and you put it into perspective of being like, listen, if I have to give this like, you know, um, you know, restorative conversation with kids and do all of this, like I'm going to do it because if a dislocated knee can, and can happen and the show still goes on, then like two kids getting into some kind of petty drama on a specific afternoon can. So using what you've learned this year about when things go wrong, right? Um, how are you going to apply that to your practice, not only during the school year, but also for the years to come? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I know, it's my job. I think when you have everyone knows what their their job is in a particular yeah. setting, yep. when everyone knows how they function as an ensemble, how they can be, you know, the best cast member, crew member, staff member that they can be. Um, when things do happen, when people do get hurt, when, you know, there are mishaps on stage or whatever else, um, 
you know, uh, <laughs> we're kind of the worst because humor is our coping mechanism. So like right. sometimes <laughs> we were just trying to like stay positive and laugh through like all of the stuff. But ultimately at the end of the day knew when the, like you said earlier, when the going got tough, everyone stepped up yeah. and that was because everyone knew what their job was. They were there to put on the best show they possibly could. So in order for that to happen, I need to do X, Y, Z. I yes. need to be okay reblocking the scene that was amazing when it was up on the you know top platform, but now we have to do it all down on the ground. And yes, it doesn't have the same right. flair, but you know, I'm going to adjust and I'm still going to give it that same you know, energy that I was when it was, you know, the blocking was a little bit different and we right. didn't have to work around, you know, other stuff. So I think it, it really just comes with the, the knowledge and the understanding, um, and the support system, like really everyone yes. being, being a strong community, a strong ensemble, a strong unit, like, and that's something that we've always, you know, prided ourselves on. And I think this year, especially, some kids meet day one of camp. Exactly. And and to see these friendships and these bonds form, um, you know, staff, student, 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 um, you know, like literally everyone. That is a big one. The student to is, student is huge where it's like, wow, yeah. you just got so close to this person that was a complete and utter stranger one week ago. Yeah. And, it's crazy. And now you guys are all working through this together and yeah. everyone is stepping up where they need to step up. And like I said, giving space where they need to give space, yep. um, which I, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to take away is, you know, really just, it, it just speaks to the theater community and practice in general of, yes. you know, if you have a really strong group of people, um, they will support you and work through any circumstance that needs to be worked through because that's what they know they have to do in order to still put on the best show they possibly can. And add that educational aspect to it, right? I don't want to, you know, overstep and make us sound better than we are because we're constantly growing. But I think we do, we as a staff do a really good job of modeling that to mm -hmm. students during the summer of it is theater camp, work and play can be the same thing. They can mm -hmm. also be very different things. And there is very much time where we work and very much time where we, you know, sit and play. And if you can understand that as a student and you can see when we do it and model how we do it or understand that, then you are exactly what you're supposed to be. Like, then we see that you get it and you understand this process. You understand yeah, this we, world. We can make jokes about it and we can yeah, like, exactly. you know, like, laugh and, and hug and, and cry at the end of the day. Like it, yes. yeah, it, it totally gives you the space to, to, you know, keep learning, keep growing, but also keep becoming better human beings, yeah. which I think is the ultimate goal for both of us at the end of the day is like, yeah, put on a great show, but also build better human yeah, beings. That is. Yeah. Well, only 360 days until next camp. Where we're not only doing two shows, but three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I enjoyed this last summer. Um, it definitely felt off, you know, in certain aspects where I'm just like, why is this going on? But I think it's because we have gotten to a point where like chaos was not necessarily excitement to be, but like chaos was 
a certain feeling and as weird as it sounds it felt a little bit off because there was less chaos this year because holy shit we know how to all do our jobs and streamline all of these processes and we got a lot Mm -hmm. of shit done in a little amount of time um and that I I think, you know, you say, well, every year we say this show is the best, this show is the best, this show is the best. But I think it was not only because of our students, not only because of our process, but just because everyone for the synergy, but Mm -hmm. amongst everyone was so there this year that it just was like, oh, okay. And it's happening. We're doing it. It's done. I had a lot of parents tell me that this was and like reoccurring parents like parents who've been staples in our community for a long time tell me that they thought me that you know these were a couple of our strongest performances I would and and that's like a a huge compliment because they've been seeing so many but but old like I said at the beginning it's because we just keep like knowing how to how to make them better yeah exactly who would have thought like it's yeah it's I mean the more you do something the better you're gonna get at it so it's just like cool that we're at that point in our you know um our you know company's uh you know growth that that we are you know operating at like a very high level but but still trying to challenge ourselves and, and meeting ourselves in that yes. challenge yeah which is really cool well you get to take a couple months break from doing a show uh yeah and and relax you have been doing shows since august yeah i've this is my first i think month where i won't be working on a show honestly go piss <laughs> go off um and that's hey like really cool but really yeah i'm very grateful yeah. for some time to yeah to, to not be super creatively focused and just on on always yeah, and just veg for a little while. Go to the beach, recharge. Yeah, we before school starts. Yeah. Um, hey, thank you for listening to today's episode. Um, the conversation yes. does not end when you hit stop. Um, please write in to us and talk to us about um, strategies and resources and times that felt uh, you felt included in summer camp, in in productions, and and what made things streamlined, and when problems happened on stage. What were successful ways and what were things that you saw? You can write into us um, on our Instagram. Go ahead and DM us. Our Instagram is at theater podcast, T-H-E-A-T-R-E podcast. The thing, not the place. Okay, write us in. Let us know um, and keep this conversation going because success, which is kind of what we talked about um, in Mm -hmm. recapping, um, does not come one specific way. And we want to constantly learn and grow and see other ways that we can continue being successful and be more successful. Or share our tips for success, right? Like you can learn so much from, you know, yourself from other people. So yeah, Yeah. please share or ask for advice. We would love to hear from you. Yeah. Hey, and we are back on our BS. Okay. We're back on our, uh, Um, yes. So we'll see you again in, in two weeks to showcase even more knowledge in another episode of uh, exhilarating, empowering, successful, and silly episode of Feed and Thoughts. Hey, go on and get. You get. Growing up on the one with the pop off. Don't trip, trip, we gon' get it chop, chop. Yeah, yeah. When I say go, you don't stop, 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 stop. You belong in a life, find spot. I right from the top, let it pipe down, nah, nah, nah.
my god, the relationships. Oh my goodness, everyone was getting with everyone. Boys, 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 girls, 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 girls. girls. Yeah. Non-binary peoples with other peoples. These kids. They really said it is. This is my summer of love. Pride month. This is my summer of love. This is my summer of love. A hot new bombshell has entered the theater. Oh, I can't wait to see all the breakup posts now that the shows are over. <laughs> Goodbye, but <laughs> please put that in at the very at end. At the very end, the the it goes out and then it just leads us back in. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny to me. I think my favorite thing was like the daily like text of like, oh my god, did you see so and so sitting with so and so? Or like this person and this person question mark, and then someone just being like, "Yeah, it's would a thing. confirm." Yeah. yeah, it's a thing. Disgusting. Oh, uh, all right. I love it.